Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast, your personal echo chamber of hating everything and liking nothing. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. Today we're going to talk our most anticipated of 2022 or, you know, just the release schedule in general, like we used to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Alex is going to go off the Wikipedia page. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K., Tom Z., Chris K., and Alan K. for the contributions. One of the perks to join the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call side quests. Uh, this episode, this side quest that we're going to do today, uh, I'm probably only going to talk about Mountain Dew Spark, just so you know, because it's the greatest <laughs> thing ever invented. I'm um, going to crack mine when we start the side quest it's so, so I can try it, it for is, the first time. It is time. the best Mountain Dew flavor, hands down. Um, but beyond that, you also get access to the Tiny Terrors from the horror movie yearbook guys. And uh, what was the other one that Tim does? He's got another the one. The honor roll. You the get honor it. roll. You get those yeah. both early, a uh, week early, pretty much. Overachiever. Yeah, so be sure to check those out. But you got to join the Patreon to get them early. Yes. Yeah. And to As support all, us. Because, yeah, and support us, because it's <clears throat> important. Yes. It's the only thing that makes me feel committed to continue making podcasts. <laughs> people. Is the people. fact that there, there are a select few people paying us to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if more people would pay us and we could just quit our day jobs, that would be cool. We would need so many more people to pay us. <laughs> <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> Or one very rich benefactor, whichever comes first. Yes, I saw a meme the other day that was like, how come rich people stopped buying artists as pets or something like that? Like, <laughs> Now they buy podcasts. Yeah, I mean, they just Jeff, randomly show Jeff, up at your house. They're like, hey, where's that thing I commissioned you to make? And you're like, as an artist, you're like, well, I didn't make that, but I did make this other thing where it's a picture of the king sucking off his like best friend or something like that, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, that's cool, too. And then he's like, and I invented a helicopter. Oh, you did? Awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was, uh, they were talking on the film cast about uh, streaming services buying things, and I think they came to the conclusion that Jeff Bezos bought The Expanse just so he could make the show continue to happen. Okay. So, it's happening, kind of. Yeah. I haven't I watched that show. I haven't either, but I've heard it's good. I keep I've heard hearing, the first season. There's, is there's all these like other independent podcasts that keep getting picked up by the bigger networks too, so I mean could who be knows, us. man. Like there could be room for us somewhere in there, but where I I don't know. <laughs> like MKBHD's podcast is now part of like Vox Network or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. Waveform and then like a couple of the other podcasts that I listen to, I think twenty thousand Hertz got picked up by somebody bigger. And a few of the other ones did too, but maybe this would be a good uh, side, side quest, quest topic. Yeah, but uh, we I just posted that link about Spotify shutting down their like internal studio after buying like four other companies. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, yeah. Anyways, as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail dot com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch, as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. I don't know if we've had any reviews anytime like recently. I'll double check, minute, but I don't think so. You can also now rate and review on Spotify. So if you're listening on Spotify and you want to do that for us, it might uh, bring some new people to the show. And uh, let us know if they play any ads before or after our podcast, because technically we should get some of that revenue, just saying. Um, yeah, you know. they, they, I'm sure they definitely do. 
Yeah, that's illegal. But anyways, um, yeah. What uh, <clears throat> what have you guys been quick. playing? Anything fun? I'll talk. I'll t- I'll start first. Wait, I never wait really a second. Start. What? Wait. Horror movie yearbook. They posted the Scream draft. Please oh, go yeah. check it out. Ahead of Five Cream making its debut in the theaters this past Friday. Uh, I believe Willie has already seen it. They're going to talk about it soon. And uh, they put out a new multimedia episode on the Masters of the Universe. Talking Sweet. about <laughs> adapting the toys into a film. Toys and Ugh. cartoon into a film. Uh, so please go check that out. Uh, and yeah, that's it for the moment. Great. On uh, the rest of the network. Sorry, continue, I, I, uh, John. Yeah, no, that's cool. I, I tested out Inscription. It's not for me. Um, why? I want to know why you didn't answer my question. Yeah, why? Yeah, I didn't answer because I figured we could get into it on here. That's why I yeah, didn't answer it in the, that's in the smart. chat. Um, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I like card games, but, like, playing against the computer where it's, like, the, the randomization of the draw when you're playing against the computer doesn't feel all that random to me. Mm. And I'm sure a lot of it is I'm playing through, like, the intro tutorial levels or whatever. But, like, there's it's the same <clears throat> thing, like, when I'm playing Catan on my iPad against the AI. And, like, the dice rolls for me are always garbage. But for some reason, <laughs> they get, like, every single one of those enemies that's an ai gets a seven gets to move the robber and then take a card from me like every single fucking time like that just playing against the ai doesn't feel good or right and it never feels fair and i don't like that so i would rather play card games like this against other players where like the luck of the draw is one thing but then also like the play of the cards as a human in in you know, instead of it being an AI, always choosing the best and most efficient like operations, I would rather just play a human. Yeah, I mean the thing about inscription that I'll say without getting too deep into it, uh, there is one like the aspect that the person you're playing against doesn't need to make sacrifices the same way that you do to play powerful cards felt pretty unfair to me. But I do think that eventually you get to a point where you can break things so bad that, and and by when I say eventually, I mean after another hour or so of playing that initial version of the card game, you start to find the mechanics that give you way more power than they have. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one thing. The other thing is I think because your deck starts as like four or five cards, it doesn't like it. it kind of feels not that great as well in terms of like right. my enemy has this variety of things that he can play but i only have four things and i'm you know building upon it as the game goes on but it can feel pretty tough in the beginning so you know i understand where you're coming from uh i also understand if you don't want to continue playing but i think if you gave it like another hour <laughs> you might start to feel it twist a little bit and uh and discover some of those things that are just honestly pretty game breaking for the beginning of the game. The, the The interesting thing is is that there's even some parts that when you get powerful enough, you will go to. If you in the first couple runs quick on and like grab onto things really quickly, 
there are times where the game flat out cheats because it wants you to die another time to learn mm-hmm. something new. And it'll throw like three, or like eight three blood cards down for you to try and kill. And then there's still even some cases where you can still defeat them if you're clever enough and continue on further past where it wants you to go. Did you? But I did not. I watched other people do it. I um, didn't either. Does the game, like, because I know you've got the narrator that you're playing against or whatever, like, mm-hmm. does he, does does he, like, talk shit to you about that kind of stuff, like, as it's happening? Like, if you're che- if you're breaking the game and he notices and cheats, like, does he rub that in your face? The, no, that particular instance where if you get to, like, a particular boss too early and you look like you're going to win against them, and he goes to cheat, his, his eyes turn red, and then he says something in particular. I can't remember what okay. it is. It's something along the lines of, like... So it is It is acknowledged. It's not just, like, yes. the game isn't just, like, cheating outright without telling you. It, yes. It is, it is signifying, like, hey, I'm going to do some bullshit. Yes. I think his eyes turn red, and then he tells you, hey, way too fast, or something like that. Like, we don't want you to, to be here yet. It doesn't, like tell you outright like hey you're being too good right now we need you to die again but at least like when that happens to you you're like how the fuck am i supposed to beat this and then you realize oh i'm not I'm, i need to die again and then you die again and there's just like i think there's maybe only two or three instances where you basically need to die for it to unlock the full tool set of what can appear on the board for yeah. you yeah um so yeah it's i i yeah i I understand where you're coming from, and and I get it. Um, yeah, just also it being a card game, I want to play it on my iPad. I don't want to play it on mouse and keyboard. It would be a great iPad game. Like any Absolutely. any card game should be iPad, like mm-hmm. or or tablet or whatever phone, like anything like that. Like, and it's not like this game is so graphically ridiculous it it couldn't run on those portable platforms. But yeah, I there were there were times where I was like, uh trying to figure out a way because i wanted to play it while i was like watching tv or something and um i didn't end up streaming it from like my computer to my macbook or something but i could have done that but also like the steam deck would be good it's even got touch controls or Mm -hmm. probably even the steam uh link app on on uh, ios you can probably use touch controls through that too i don't know but anyway brian you you have also started and finished inscription correct Uh, what are your thoughts on inscription? I guess Without I had a similar feel feeling about it that John did kind of like after maybe a little bit, I was like, all right, this is like kind of repetitive. I was worried it'd be too simple at first as well, mm-hmm. but yeah. the mechanics get deep enough pretty quick. Um, <clears throat> and there were there were also times where I got frustrated with the game and I would set it down, but like thirty minutes later, I'd just go back to playing <laughs> until I finished it. And uh, overall, it was really good, but it's a bit uneven for sure. RNG can definitely get you in a spot where you are literally doing the exact same thing over and over again until you get one right card just to beat one specific opponent and then it's fine again. Mm-hmm. I had that happen just because I just didn't have the right cards in my deck and there was nothing I could really do about it. Um, 
And I, I definitely, like, each act of the game, there's three acts. I'm not going to spoil everything, but I do want to say they are different. Mm-hmm. And the mechanics for the card games are, say, similar, but the card selection is different. So, I mean, that's kind of cool. However, I felt like the mechanics in the first act are the best. Mm-hmm. And that's as good as the game gets as far as that goes. There are some really cool boss battles like later on in the game that I mm-hmm. thought were brilliant. But uh, again, I definitely can't talk about those because I, I was like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was cool. It, it, I like that they toy with the, the basic rule set the way they do later on. And um, yeah. And the bosses have cool, clever ways to cheat basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, the ending part segment was very boring too, I thought. And that was kind of a bummer. Oh, that's a bummer. But like the it. actual ending was really cool and dark. <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, I think I mentioned on our top five episode that we, um, there, there's a, the developer was working on making it and endle- making an endless mode basically for the, and it's for the first act of the game. That would be cool. And so right now I think it's available in the beta, s- uh, string of the steam thing. It's not fully, it's still, still needs some time. I tried it out a little bit. Um, but it is kind of in the mythos of the game and includes some of the lore stuff that you start to discover as well. Um, it pertains to some of that stuff. So, you know, it's he's still doing interesting, unexpected things with this extra bit that he didn't plan on making. So, yeah, yeah. It, it makes me want to play like an actual card game, though. Like, it makes me want to play like Magic or like, you know, consider picking up something that I haven't played yet, like the, the Gwent like single like Gwent the, as it was released by uh CD Project Red like the singular standalone yeah, the stand- game yeah or like the what was the the Elder Scrolls one um they've got their own card game just picking up a different card game altogether i don't want to touch Hearthstone because fuck Blizzard Activision they <laughs> suck balls <laughs> but like you know do i pick up Magic Arena and go back to something that I already know how to play, or should I look into some other card game that might be more interesting and fun? I don't really know, but either way, like it's all it like it just makes me want to play a different card game altogether, um, against other human beings instead of against a computer. And I mean the RN the RNG thing, like that's the whole thing is like it doesn't matter what you're doing, but when you're playing a computer like RNG never really feels like it works in your favor ever. Like, and so I like that. I just don't know how to get past that mental, um, hurdle of playing card games or anything with dice rolling involved against a computer, you know, like even playing roll, like we use roll 20 for my D and D campaign right now. And all the dice rolls happen on screen. And like, even that doesn't feel right, you know, yeah. like, so I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. You could do what I did and pick up uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Link Evolution, yeah. whatever the hell it's called, because uh, I had the same inkling. I was like, I finished Inscription, and then I was like, I want to be able to play a card game, and uh, and yeah, it 
you know, like, I, I haven't. I guess I haven't really bit. checked out Magic Arena. Does it have like daily accomplishments yes. and shit? S- yeah, see, I, I should just get that so I have a reason to like pick up my iPad every day for like a half an hour and play something to just chill out for a minute when I get home from work or whatever. Like, yeah, I think that would be pretty ideal for you to pick up because it does play very well on the iPad. Um, is I played it a lot over the summer when I was couch bound and. Uh, it's also cool too because you instead of just playing AI all the time, you can play human opponents as well. Right. Um, and it, yeah, it's a bit. I I do feel like it's probably a bit pay to win at, at higher levels of uh, competition. Like you you would to to make the best decks, you would have to put some money into it or mm-hmm. like an absurd amount of time. Yeah, but if I'm just like jumping on to do the dailies like every afternoon, like you know, I don't yeah. need to pay anything for it's that. It's still fun, right? And uh, it is interesting too because I mean, yeah, you're playing a game that you are already familiar with, but it is a lot different. Like Magic, is, the Gathering is a completely different beast than what it was when we played it. As far as like all the crazy different abilities that cards have, the rule sets and um, yeah, they've style, added so much blah, blah, to blah, it. Like... I'm kind of lost sometimes. I have to sit and read so many card descriptions when I play because I'm like, <laughs> "What the hell is this ability?" Yeah. Um, but it's cool though. I mean, it keeps it fresh. They're they're good at that. Um, I picked up Grifflands. Per Zach's suggestion, uh, right before the the epic sale ended, but I have not gotten into that yet. That that is a card game as well. Um, I am the opposite of you guys, though. Like playing, I, I played so much Inscription in like a two or three day span or whatever that I didn't want to play a card game <laughs> when I was done. I wanted to play something different. That's fair. Um, I have been in a single player game mood though. Like I haven't been playing multiplayer games all week because I played a lot of those over the holidays. Um, I started playing, I don't know. Is it my turn to talk about what I've been playing? Did you play anything else, John? (laughs) I I mean, I played, I played chores for a half second and then I realized (laughs) that I don't really even want to play that. Like (laughs) it looks, it looks great. And like, I mean, I probably should have hooked up my Hotas to play it with, but I, yeah, I just, I don't know. It like threw a lot at you right off the bat. Like right in, like as soon as I started playing, I was like, what is happening in the story? Like I have no clue what's going on. I was like, I'm done with this. Cool. I had one dog fight with like three enemies and like killed them. And I was like, that's all I'm good. (laughs) Got my $20 worth or whatever I paid for it. It sounds like my attention span with all video games right now, pretty much. But yeah, so that that's all I got is uh, those those two things. That's all I've played, other than three um, D print uh, business simulator. That's which a, is a whole other thing. So nice, anyway, yeah. Um. All right, I'm gonna go. Go then. ahead, Brian. Go ahead, hit it. Uh, I played. Started playing The Witcher 3 again um, because I want to uninstall it to free up some space. I've had it like installed since I built this computer pretty much or before. Um, 
And I never finished the last expansion, which I cannot think of the name of right now. Uh, Blood and Wine? Blood and Wine. Blood and Wine, yeah. Sorry. Um, I finished Hearts of Stone, like, last year at some point. Um, So I started chipping away at that. And the writing is so damn good. Like, like, uh, Cyberpunk was good, I thought. But I feel like they, the writing that they had for The Witcher was so much better. Um, but yeah, it, the combat and stuff is just as janky as I remember, and it's probably like my least favorite part of the game. But I love all the, the rest. All the rest of the game is cool. I like like even the weird inventory management screen and all the crazy alchemy thing aspects of it, and. Uh, yeah, just the exploration is great and all the characters and stuff. It's good. And it still looks great. Um, but yeah, I'm slowly knocking that out. And then I have played, I think, at least half of Last of Us 2 at this point. Nice. But I'm not really sure. I'm afraid to look online because I don't want to spoil anything. Where Where are you at? Um, about to find Tommy, I believe. Okay, I'll tell you where you're at. Give me just a minute. So, yeah, I'm in Seattle, and I am just alone as Ellie. Okay. It's going to take me a minute, so you can keep talking. <laughs> um, that game still looks fantastic, I gotta say. Like, it could pass for a PS5 game, I feel, with a little bit of... A few extra bells and whistles here added, like it would be fine. Like they don't really need to fully remaster that. Um, it runs really smooth too on PS5. Uh, gameplay wise, it gets incredibly frustrating at times. And I know a lot of people complained about that with the first game, but I don't remember being that frustrated by the first one. Like this one, it's just, I feel like it's near impossible to get a shot off sometimes. Like if, a, if a, a human opponent or like an AI human sees you, they'll just keep shooting at you while you're trying to line up your one shot because it, the aiming is so ridiculously hard. Now I just unlocked like another skill tree basically that makes your aim better. But like some, I, I assume the game will actually get easier in a way this from here on out, but it's kind of ridiculous how hard it is to aim. Like, I know I'm not the best at controllers for FPSs, but, uh, yeah. And also the humans in that game seem to have like a sixth sense. The stealth can get really irritating with them sometimes. And I hate, Games forcing me to kill dogs, which there's no way around it in this game. And it's really graphic. It's kind of a bummer. But I mean, I understand it's part of the gritty nature of the game. There's definitely been some unsettling things already in the game. But I'm sure it's only going to get more dark. <laughs> Overall, though, I'm I'm enjoying the story. I think it's good. The writing, like the dialogue feels very like natural and real to me. And just how people would approach situations. But, uh, yeah, it's a cool game. I just, I hope it's not a, a lot longer, though, because I would like to move on to some other things. 
There's a lot coming out that, like we're going to talk about. I uh, would say, do you know what day in Seattle it is? Three, maybe. Okay. Yeah. You're like, Two. <laughs> I would say you are maybe 40 to 30% of the way through the game. Ugh, it's too long then. That's, my, that's a complaint. I think you will turn around on that maybe. But anyway. We'll see. All right. Is that it for you? Uh, I think so. I'm sure I'll remember something in like an hour. Cool. <laughs> um, I have played a couple things. Uh, I tried to pick up Horizon Zero Dawn uh, to play the DLC and just to refresh myself before 2 came out. And um, I, I can't do it. Um, speaking from experience, having played the DLC... And all the way through, the DLC is significantly harder than the main game. No, I, I know, but I like <laughs> I literally started the game over, and I can't ah. I can't do it. I don't know if it's like a like a, when I try to like read a book that I've already read, and I'm like I already know this. Why am I bothering? But um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I I don't know. I don't think I like Horizon as much as everybody else does. <laughs> I really liked the story, and the story comes to a nice conclusion, and I don't need another game, and if I didn't like playing it that much, I don't know how much I'm going to enjoy The Frozen Wilds, but I'm going to give it a try, because it's a first-party Sony game, it's the reason to own a PlayStation 5 right now, or soon, uh, so I'm curious forbid- to see how that Forbidden goes. West? Forbidden West, yeah, not Frozen. Frozen Wilds is the DLC, right? Yeah. So anyway, Horizon Zero Dawn, tried to play it again, couldn't do it. Um, Then I continued to try and play a bunch of different games. Uh, I bought Trivial Pursuit Live on the uh, Switch, and I'm very disappointed because it's not like a normal Trivial Pursuit game. It's just Mm. like, pick a category and we ask you questions, and sometimes you get a wedge in your circle piece, and sometimes you don't. I don't know. It's stupid. I regret it. Oh, I did. I did in in uh, in board game and other game format. I did get the highest score I've ever gotten ever in Jeopardy last night <laughs> playing against Megan. I had two hundred thousand dollars. Damn, that's awesome. Because I nice I, to have that I, in real life. I did true daily doubles for both of the daily doubles in the in the second in the double Jeopardy round, and then for final Jeopardy, I I risked it all and I fucking owned it hard fucking i took a screenshot Jenny's over here i got i'll post it from my nintendo switch to twitter <laughs> how it, much money insane. did megan have she's like thirty thousand or something like that can you play that online uh i think so yeah hmm. we should probably do that how much is it i it's probably on sale on that right now because i think a bunch of the other board games and like family feud and stuff are also on sale. I think i think that sale ended yesterday, unfortunately. They're all made by are. Ubisoft, so. I feel like you say that every time we talk about a game. Oh, that sale ended yesterday. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. Well, i mean there were big sales for the end of the year and it's not the end of the year anymore. It's true, uh, it's not the end yeah. of the year anymore. That's why i bought Trivial Pursuit is because it was like i don't know, probably <laughs> under $8. <laughs> yeah, i don't know, something like that. Where's the everybody's stuck at their house board sale because it's the middle of fucking January and Omicron's everywhere. Why would they 
sell you something for less when they could sell it to you for more. Because yeah, you're Omicron yeah, sale. Where's the much. Omicron sale? You're being held <laughs> hostage. Anyway, Omicron, the uh, David Bowie PC game. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, is that? Omicron? Is, what is it called? Fucking I think it's, I, I've been thinking it was called it's Omicron. It's not called Omicron. It's, it's something else, <laughs> but it's close to that. No, it's literally Omicron, the Nomad Soul. O-M-I-K-R-O-N. Okay. That's the game with David Bowie in it. That also was made, made by IDOS, right? It's spelled with a K instead. It's made by Quantic Dream. Was uh, it? Published by IDOS, but it's a David Cage game, yes. Yeah, okay. I heard it was good. And then what was the, the other ones that came out around the same time was like Daikatana and like... Oh, fuck. There were so many games. I heard that one wasn't good. IDOS was... They, they like... <laughs> They had some good shit going on back in the day. Deus Ex came out. Yeah, it's right around Deus Ex. Deus around Daikatana's release. Uh, yeah. Uh, let me switch here. I can tell you that Omicron Legacy of Kane was the same. Re- so this is 1999 for Eidos Publishing. All right. <laughs> Power Stone on the Dreamcast. Gex three. Tomb Raider 3, Legacy of Kane's Soul Reaver, Omicron the Nomad Soul, another Tomb Raider game, and then, yeah. Yeah, they were killing it. And then the year after that was like Daikatana Deus Ex, Power Stone yeah, 2. Man. Just destroying shit. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Trivial Pursuit sucks on the Switch, don't buy it. And then um, <laughs> I've been playing a game called Dicey Dungeons. Which is on Switch and everything, basically. I think it's on Game Pass right now. It's a uh, roguelike game with turn-based battles, basically. And you roll die to power your actions and, like, choose them. I don't know how to describe it. It's like... Like D&D. It's kind of like D&D a little bit-ish. Not necessarily. Like, it's very simplified. It's like, hey, you roll a six and you have an ability. That means if you use your six die... This, your six roll on this ability you get to do six damage with it and then sometimes it's like also if you use a six with this one it'll do the damage and cause elemental damage of some kind that type of thing uh it's like a, it's kind of like a dungeon crawler there's like six floors per episode and each episode gets more difficult than the last and then there's like six or seven different characters that you can play as that have different abilities and uh it's fun it's a fun thing to play while i'm watching tv or something at night and that's getting the job done um but then finally i decided to pull out the the old backbone one controller from my phone and uh try some xbox cloud gaming and uh and i've been playing a game called unpacking which is i didn't realize was on game pass it might only be on console game pass yeah i thought about trying that it's 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 fun. I mean, it's not that much of a game, but basically the point of it is you are placed into a room and you have a bunch of boxes in it and you open up the boxes and you are putting things where you would put things yeah. in the room as if you were moving into a new space. Sounds therapeutic. It is. It's kind of a nice like wind down end of the night. I'm going to, you know, unpack. unpack this shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's also the metaphor of like unpacking your thoughts on things yeah. and how you're feeling that type of thing and I think it kind of it's interesting because, you know, there's not a whole lot of guidance in, like, these things need to go here. 
but you can't just like leave a bunch of shit all over the floor to clear the stage. You need to give you need to give things a location in the room. And but there's no like necessarily there's not a ton of right or wrong answers. There's some conditions where they're like, yeah, why would you put this here? But there's other conditions where you know, as I was deciding what's going to go on the shelves here, you've got like some shelves at the end of like a uh what do they call it? Like a trundle bed? Mm-hmm. Where it's up above and you have a desk underneath, that kind of thing? That's a loft. No, that's a loft. loft. Okay. Yeah. Trundle is Trund- one that trundle. Goes, is like, it goes under the bed. Yeah, it rolls in and yeah. out. It rolls or in slides. and out from under a bed. Like, you have like a normal bed. The trundle oh. bed is the bed beneath that one that you can pull out like a so, drawer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's like yeah, one yeah. bed right. can become two. That's crazy. Uh, but anyway, the... <laughs> bed technology has gotten crazy these days. <laughs> Trundle beds haven't been in use since we used to only have bunk beds back in my day. The problem day. is, you get trundle beds. You get the one kid who sits on the who sleeps on the trundle bed, and then the other kid wakes up before him and tries to push him under the bed. You know, <laughs> or steps. On that's the only drawer. what you would have done to me if we had a trundle. We bed. had a trundle bed. Like Andy and I had trundle beds back in the day. <laughs> Most trundles so don't have enough Andy room to, you. to push a person. I specifically into. remember a red framed, like red pipe framed bed that was a trundle bed that we had. Oh, I remember that bed frame. I didn't realize it was a trundle bed. I only <laughs> yeah. used it. Alex has blocked anyway. it out because you guys probably trapped him in it. We didn't, we didn't use it. it as one because of that, probably. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Andy probably tried to close me in it a few times at some point. But Yeah, and then when it became my <laughs> mom and dad were like, yeah, we need to make sure this trundle bed doesn't sit under here. But anyway, uh, yeah, so unpacking, like, you'll... You basically, what happens is you click on the box, it opens up, you pull one item out of it, and then you're like, where am I going to put this item? And so it's very much you putting things where you think they should go. Talk about choice paralysis. <laughs> yes and I no. Like because give me anxiety. <laughs> well, it's kind of nice in, in one opinion. Here's the interesting thing. Let's All unpack right. that. Okay, so like, what other issues <laughs> do I have going on where Shut I can't up. properly put things in their places? So this is the the interesting thing is once you finish a, you finish the first room and then it ends. I'm like spoilers for unpacking, but it's not really like a story thing. Anyway, when you go to the next stage. You go from being, you're in a, a kid's room in the first case, but then in the next room you're in, like, a college dorm. And you have, uh, you have like, a, it's a nice college dorm because it has its own bathroom, Ooh, it's got a yeah. little kitchen area, and it has a bedroom. But you are pressing the, the bumpers to go between these three areas, and there's boxes in each of them. So as you're unpacking things, you know, you can place them where you want, whatever. But when you start in that room, there's still, like, not much there other than, like, the bigger furniture. But when you get to the third area that I just got to, there's actually a bunch of stuff that's already there. And I guess what I'm intuiting now is that you must be moving in with, like, a partner or something like that. So, like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, fuck, there's already a bunch of shit here. I can't deal with this. I thought I was just going to place things in here the way I wanted them, but there's already somebody here. So you go through, you throw away the other person's stuff, <laughs> you put all yours out, and then at the last level is you unpacking your brain in a therapist's office, mm-hmm. and that's it. It's all Very, cerebral, man. That could be where it's going. I don't know, but uh, no. The college uh, one, it's, it's like, here, where do you want to put your bong? Be sure to hide it in a good spot. <laughs> you, you joke, but I was able to, I didn't realize it, but after I finished the college dorm one, I clicked on the the 
the pillow and you could lift the pillow up to put something underneath whoa it. Like, there wasn't like, there's no bong or anything to hide there i don't know. hide your condoms under the pillow that's what sure. i was thinking yeah. <laughs> but anyway uh no put your bong in the sock drawer <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of people that enjoyed this game a lot uh for for 2021 put it on their end of the year game of the year stuff and i'm interested to continue playing it and like i said i just came to the realization like, I, as soon as I saw, like, in the third place that there's a bunch of stuff out, I was like, why is there a bunch of shit that's already here? Have I already, like, slightly moved in? But right now in this conversation, I realize that the story is that the character must be moving in with, with their with their partner or something like that. So It sounds like you're progressing through life. Yeah, exactly. And so the so, next level's a nursing home, probably? Well, <laughs> I was wondering, and when people were talking about that, I was like, is the final one you placing your body into your own coffin and then oh. putting the next in with it? <laughs> no, the final level is packing up, and it's your family packing up all your things from your nursing home room. It's, it's your children throwing out all of your garbage. Yeah. The estate you wanna, sale. You want to keep Grandpa's bong? <laughs> or there's, like, multiple siblings in one of them. <laughs> <laughs> one of them th- is throwing everything out and the other one is like, yeah, I'll take all this shit home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where can I put this antique garbage? Yeah. So anyway, unpacking it's out on uh game pass. Like I said, I don't know if it's on PC or not. Did you see it on PC, Brian? It's on PC game okay. pass. Yeah, that's good. It's probably more ideal on PC because the clicking, moving things with the mouse would be better than with the analog sticks like I've been doing. Um, but it works either way. It works just fine. And the streaming was nice on my iPhone with my gigabit internet. Uh, I didn't have any, I mean, there's little hiccups here and there, but this is the type of game that works fine with that thing because there's no like, yeah, it's not about reaction time or anything like that. You can just kind of drag things and put them where you want them. So anyway, that's it for me in terms of what I've been playing. Shall we talk about some news? Yeah. Do it. There's some big news this week. Uh, Let's start back here first. uh, John, you posted uh, Kojima Instagram post stating that Death Stranding Director's Cut is coming to PC in 2022. So that's cool. Yes. Get ready, Brian. You too could uh, do stuff that's only in Death Stranding Director's Cut. I hope I get like an upgrade for free or something. It's probably $10. It'll be like $10. That's what it was for PS4 and PS5. Um, I'm going to skip over a couple here. Uh, Rainbow Six Extraction is coming out on launch day on Xbox Game Pass. And this is this coming week here, the 20th. Yes. Um, The the first new game of the year that I want to play. Yeah. So, yeah, this is the co-op PvE game. Uh, that's coming from Ubisoft, and uh, yeah, I think this will probably be what we talk about next time. Would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should uh, dedicate some time to playing the game with each other, because that would be good. Um, and then along with this news, uh, Ubisoft Plus will be available through Xbox consoles soon, uh, much like EA Play was and origin premiere and whatever the crap they call their service now um if you have an xbox and you are subscribed to ubisoft plus you should be able to play some of those games on xbox consoles that's pretty sweet um westworld creator jonathan nolan 
uh, is going to direct a Fallout TV show at Amazon. We already wrote the whole plot um, mm-hmm. in our Discord. Yeah, I think our plot could be better than what it ends up being on this show. I'm curious to see. Probably. Not that I don't think Jonathan Nolan could do it. And Lisa Joy is also... Um, uh, is an executive producer on, on this Fallout show as well. But... Yeah. No. Um, I'm curious to see what it is. I don't know. Amazon's output is kind of weird. There's not a ton of shows on Amazon that I really like. There's a couple that I come back to, but, um, you know, I heard they've, they've been putting out some, some of their bigger projects have been coming to fruition lately and they haven't been like smash hits like wheel of time. I think just came out. Um, they still have their Lord of the Rings TV show coming, but you know, I don't know. We'll see. There hasn't, Amazon Prime is still at the point where I wouldn't subscribe to it if I didn't also want the two-day shipping, which also is not always two-day shipping anymore. Yeah. Well, so, you want you want to fund the giant penis rocket in the sky, too, yeah, right? Yeah, I would love to fund that, for sure. So, anyway, Fallout TV show. Could be cool. Might not be. Um, Take two. Purchased Zynga. For $12.7 billion. Wow. That's Zynga, the makers of Farmville. <laughs> um, and Words with Friends. Words with Friends, oh. yes. So the, uh, from, from what I've heard, the purpose is that Take-Two would like to bring more of its big, uh, big IPs to mobile. Right now, they only have, like, WWE games or something, but, you know, they want a Grand Theft Auto Mobile, I'm sure. They want, uh, they want Rockstar Yeah, I mean, what, on one of the things platforms. Jason Schreier was talking about on Triple Click was how you've got um, Grand Theft Auto, which has sold something like 156 million copies or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's literally like the greatest selling video game of all time, Grand Theft Auto Five. Um, yeah, and like because he he says normally a game sells fifteen million copies, and you're like woo, mm-hmm. but this game sold a hundred fifty six million copies or something wow. like that. And uh, <clears throat> you've got games like Fortnite, Call of Duty, and all these other like big franchises that have built mobile gaming as a, pla- a viable platform. And he's like, there's no reason why like Take Two wouldn't want to like make a Grand Theft Auto on mobile that actually works. And so why not pick up one of the biggest companies that does mobile games to do that yeah. exact thing? But they, they also, Jason Trier also mentioned that, that like the other big studios have already been working with these mobile platforms for a really long time and take two hadn't really done anything. And so this was kind of like a desperation out of desperation. They made this massive purchase, even though Zynga's shares have been falling drastically ever since Facebook changed their whole platform of how they do things yeah. because Zynga's whole Zynga's main platform was Facebook games for the longest time. And then every time Facebook had to change something, Zynga had to shift further away from Facebook and it, it caused their shares to plummet. So, um, yeah, take two. I think they said take two's shares plummeted 15% or 15 points or something like that. Like, mm. uh, as, as this purchase was announced, <laughs> well, so, like, once Grand Theft Auto with friends comes out, I'm sure it'll 
<laughs> go back up. <laughs> I would be really surprised if they don't just figure out a way to put Grand Theft Auto Online on phones. You yeah. Know? Like, that's what they should do. Although the only issue is, is like, I don't think... That it not, runs like no, shit and crashes no, all the time. Well, it runs like shit and crashes all the time on every <laughs> single platform that it's on. Exactly. If you don't think it's going to run like shit and crash all the time when it comes out for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, you're wrong. Because it will. It's actually a because feature. It's a, because it's a 15-year-old <laughs> video game that they're trying to run. They just put more servers in a room and, like, hope that everything... Where they cross their fingers... I don't know. The crashing is a feature. It's an RNG feature. It's yeah. the computer playing against you, just like inscription. Yep. Yeah. So there's there's nothing more frustrating than loading in to an online lobby in that game takes like, you know, five minutes and yeah. then you realize you're not in the same lobby as your friend that you were loading in with. Yeah, and then you and immediately then... get a rocket to the face and there's a bounty placed <laughs> on your character and like someone runs you over when you or respawn and some it's... hacker stole all your money. Yeah, who wouldn't want to do that on their mobile phone, you know? Sounds great. So... Yeah, I want to do that while I'm driving on my mobile phone. Yeah. No, That'll... I do not condone that. People yeah. should never use their phone while driving. It's dumb. So uh yeah. It's actually it's a it's an augmented reality game. You strap your phone to like your car like a your actual car like a uh you know dash cam and you're like playing the game. It's like it, it, you got the whole overlay in the dash cam of like <laughs> the little map and everything and it's got the waypoints and stuff popped up and but it's showing like your actual view yeah. of your driving. Yeah. Hmm. That's kind of cool but dangerous. Yeah, it's, Grand, Grand Theft Auto AR. Grand Theft, yeah. Auto, Grand Theft Auto Live. <laughs> yeah. And then you get out of your car and you go rob a gas station. You get two stars called on you real quick. and Convenience store robbery. The, the game is calls so the cops on you for like robbing a convenience store. <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, it, you know, he did it. Like, you better, better alert the authorities. And then it spawns a rocket launcher in your in your And then trunk. you got to GPS yourself into a really good hiding spot. And then the game's like, oh, yeah, he's hidden really well. We'll just let the stars go away now. You, like, you have to find the closest parking garage to right. take shelter in. Hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's fun. Uh, so not only do we write uh, Amazon shows, but we also write game. Uh, yeah, we, we design mobile games. You can hire us. We're, we're real cheap, promise. I promise uh-huh. we're cheaper than your current team. <laughs> We can't program, and we never finish anything. We're just yeah, ideas, just... people. We're consultants. That's what it's called. Uh, Polygon reporting first details on From Software's rumored new Armored Core leak. Uh, so, for those who don't know, before the before Demon Souls, before Dark Souls, before Sekiro, before Elden Ring, From uh, Software used to punish you with robots. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> from software used to use a strategy game to exact its punishment on you uh called armored core strategy game it's not strategy well, no it's okay. not you're no, thinking, thinking of front, of front mission. mission yeah armored core i guess is more like the action but it's a mech game yes and uh the last one that came out was armored core verdict day for ps3 and xbox 360 never played that last one i remember was like armored core 3 on the ps2 was that the one that you had john I think it was two armored core two. two. Okay. But anyway, there's uh, apparently some surveys and things going around from Bandai Namco talking about uh, this, this particular game, some images which were watermarked got posted on reset era for people to see. 
um, you know, with mechs and a high level of customization. Um, so I, I'm I'm very intrigued by what a modern day from software armored core game looks like. It's okay. probably gonna just be sick as fuck, man. Because like, <laughs> I just remember how hard the original like Armored Core Two was on PS2. Because I that's the one I think I played the most of. And uh, it was one of the first games that I believe you could connect to the internet and, like, fight people online with on console. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just remember, uh, the, like, cheesing it by doing all of my online battles in a specific arena that had a really tall building. And I had, like, really strong jetpacks that could take me all the way to the top of the building. <laughs> and I had shoulder-mounted homing missiles. So no matter where you were on that map... As long as I could, like, locate your position to some extent and then launch my homing missiles, like, you were toast. And so <laughs> you could just cheese the shit out of it. It's just like Dark Souls. It, it, yeah, I was going to say, it's exactly, exactly how I like play Dark Souls. other From Software games. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah, I played Armored Core 4, which I wasn't sure if it was developed by them, but it was. And that makes a lot of sense now because it was extremely frustrating and difficult and I ended up selling it. But it was cool. It would be interesting if this was like a multiplayer, like game as a service style, like sort of mech game, you know, like I'd be into that. The missions were always a lot of fun, like when you actually did missions, but like the the arena combat was like very frustrating because it had like it had like a leaderboard and everything. Yeah. So the uh, the survey that went out includes things like a vast field that represents a multi-layer layered world, field attention in long and short range battles. Three-dimensional dynamic action and high degree of freedom and customization. Um, so, you know, it sounds like kind of what you think it would be. There's like eight screenshots out there, it sounds like. and uh, Yeah, they're pretty you know. heavily watermarked. Yeah, they. Yeah, I don't even know. Is that a... <laughs> it doesn't look like a watermark. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, pretty cool. I'm down. I'd probably be more into it than any of the Souls games, honestly. But um, I did hear on the Waypoint podcast that uh, a lot of the team that had worked on previous From Software games ended up in different places. So I don't know if they've been rebuilding or getting new people working on things. Um, that Damon X Machina game that came out for Switch, I think, was made by a bunch of the old Armored Core um, people. So, yeah. They should call it Armored Souls. Sure. They'll probably call it like Dark Souls colon Armored Core. (laughs) Dark Core. Sell it to all the people that don't know that it's made by the same. (laughs) Uh, All right. And a bunch of PlayStation news here at the end. Um, Paul Tassi of Forbes writing fame uh, put out an article saying Sony should be putting all PlayStation exclusives on on PC day one. Uh, and his, he's basically saying like, you know, with Xbox right now, if you buy a game or you have game pass, you're getting all their new games on PC free. I think his argument is you should just have the ability to purchase a game on PC that's made by Sony. Um, that's kind of what he goes through in this piece. But the interesting thing that came up is that he has heard that that's kind of the, uh, so Corey Barlog, who is the game director of God of War, was being interviewed about the God of War PC port that just came out this week. And he said, quote, I think it's a real it was the collective of studios all over saying this is a really good idea. We should be looking into this, Barlog said. Eventually, I think it reached the tipping point 
when we had sent so many suggestion box suggestions that they were like, I'm tired of hearing all this, fine, we'll do it. So it sounds like it's been a real groundswell of support from the developers to try and put these games out on PC, um, because thus far, the numbers, at least Paul Tassi's argument, is that the numbers haven't borne out showing that like people aren't buying an Xbox because they can get these games on PC. Yeah. You're right. They're not buying an Xbox because they can't find them. Well, no, but in general, even like when this is happening with Xbox One games, you know? Yeah. Um, although it's not like the Xbox One was selling a ton of consoles. So it's an interesting thing. And I think it's interesting that like the developers themselves want to do it. Obviously, they would make more money off of more games being sold on the PC, whereas Sony is more concerned with like, hey, we want to sell our consoles and, and get more games out there too. But. That's the thing is that I don't think they're going to have any trouble selling their consoles, clearly. I mean, like, they're, you can't find them. So there's no trouble selling them. It, it's going to happen. But if if you don't have an audience to play the games, that's kind of a problem. So. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that would I have bought a PlayStation 5 if I could have gotten Demon's Souls on PC day one? Yeah, because you're a Sony fanboy. Would I, though? Like, if it... Technically, probably would have looked better on my PC. I think you would have. I don't think Brian would have. No, I wouldn't. So that's have. the thing. I wouldn't like, have a PS5 right now. All three either. of us very clearly have play. not bought Xbox One or Xbox Series Xs or Ss because we don't need them. We have Game Pass on our PC, so I feel like I feel like the fallout of Xbox's choice has not been borne out yet. But clearly, they're still selling a bunch of Xboxes, so I don't know. Not that I haven't thought about having a Series X, because I do all the time. Oh, it's crossed my mind a million times, like, because it would give me a system I can put downstairs and play, you know. That's, like, the main argument for it, is that, like, I don't want to hook this PC up to my TV, but if I just had my Xbox up there and I could play these games in either places, that kind of thing. Yeah. The only thing that has recently crossed my mind about it is that they put Outer Wilds back on Game Pass... And I have a save on Xbox in the cloud where I could, the game is finished and I could just go on to do the DLC, but it doesn't cross over to the PC if I download it on PC. So if a $20 indie game is going to get me to purchase a $500 console, that's one thing, but it's just my own stupidity, basically, if I end up doing that. Right. You could get the three hundred dollar one to play that game. No, why would I do that? That's the no, thing. No. Is I've been like I've been like, you know what? They there's a sale like they're selling the Series S on Woot today for two hundred and eighty dollars. You can get it twenty bucks off. And it's I think it's still in stock when I checked like an hour ago. But the Series S only goes up to fourteen forty P. And I'm like, well that's great. I could just put it in my computer monitor has G Sync or whatever and fourteen forty P it'll look great, I'm sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. but if I can play all those games on my PC, so why would I hook it up down here, you know? I guess I could get HDR, and I don't know if I could get 1440p on my LG TV or not, but anyway, nobody cares about this, so I'm going to stop talking about <laughs> it. Nobody needs to know how my brain works. Um, Before we get to the real big news, one more thing that just broke like earlier today is that PS3 games are being spotted on the PS5 store with prices. Hmm. So right now you can, there's a bunch of games that are up there because they're on PlayStation now and you can play them that way, but they haven't shown prices before. 
somebody saw Dead or Alive 5, which is not on PlayStation Now, as listed as a PlayStation 3 game in the store with a price of $7.99, but you cannot currently buy it. You can wishlist it or favorite it. You can't buy it. Um, so this could be part of that PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now combination service that might be coming with more backwards compatibility. Uh, but it got me very excited. And I hope that's true. I I I don't think first place Sony's going to do it, but if I could take Metal Gear Solid 4 out of the case and put it into my PlayStation 5 and play it, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I'd be very happy about that. So anyway. All right, the final big news, two stories, PlayStation VR 2. Uh the specs were unveiled at CES. For the PlayStation VR 2 and the PlayStation VR 2 Sense controller. Um, lots of big new stuff on the specs here. It's got an OLED display. You get 4K uh, resolution. So it's 2000 by 2040 resolution per eye. Refresh hmm. rates of 90 hertz and 120 hertz. Uh, the lenses can be adjusted. The distance between them. It's got a 110 degree field of view. There are plenty of sensors. There's a six-axis motion sensor in the helmet. Um, There's an IR proximity sensor. There are four cameras on this thing for not only tracking the controllers that you're holding, but also they're going to use cameras to track your eyes so they can do um, adjusted foveated rendering. They can, like, look Mm -hmm. where your pupil's looking and make things look the best at where your pupil's looking in the VR headset, which is insane. Uh, supposedly there's vibration on the headset, not supposedly, they're telling it here, so that's interesting. Uh, it will require a USB Type-C cord plugged into the front of the PlayStation 5, but there will not be a breakout box like PlayStation VR. And then there's a built-in microphone, and then there's a stereo headphone jack on it as well. So that's pretty sweet. They've also put out some information about the sense controllers. It looks like the left and right controllers are going to have the face buttons split across them. So you've got circle and X on the right square and triangle on the left. They've got all kinds of feel about that, but that's okay. I mean, it's kind of what uh, the move controllers ended up doing for PSVR in the first place. But uh, no, I guess they had all four on. I don't know. Do do these controllers look really dumb? There's no pictures of anything yet. Um, but they do apparently have uh, six-axis motion sensing. They have capacitive sensors for the finger touch stuff like the nice. uh, like the uh, Oculus controller as well. Uh, they do have the trigger haptic feedback stuff like the DualSense controller does. And uh, they have rechargeable batteries on them, and they use USB-C to charge. So anyway, all of that came out. Uh, at CES, along with the announcement of a Horizon VR game that is in development called Horizon Call of the Mountain, being developed by Fire Sprite Games. Um, and, uh, you know, nothing too crazy about it. They really, really, really showed like 20 seconds of footage. Just waiting for that Blue Point Demon Souls VR, you know? <laughs> yeah, there you go. But, uh, no, I, I'm excited for more VR. Curious what this thing is going to cost. No word on price yet. They haven't showed any pictures. Um, and you know, no release date, but right. some you people won't be are, able to buy one anyways. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. It's going to be impossible to find one, but you know, we were talking a bit about it in, uh, 
in the Discord with some friends. And, uh, you know, pricing-wise, I would think they're probably going to come out somewhere around $500, would be my guess. You, I don't think they, they're going to... Ch- they can't charge more than the console, right? I don't think like, they would. But once again, we're dealing with first place Sony here. They've made dumber decisions before, like trying to sell the PlayStation 3 for $599. And then telling you you need a second job to buy one. So, you know, it's possible, but I'm hoping, my fingers are crossed that it's not. Yeah. So, anyway, this year in video games, there's a lot of stuff coming out. Yep. Uh, first up, of course, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction due out this Thursday, the 20th. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm definitely interested in playing that, just because I love Rainbow Six. Yeah, I want to give it a try. And I, it's the thing, I probably would have bought it anyway, but now that it's on Game Pass, I'm for sure going to download it on day one, yeah. so why not? Um, and hopefully we can all get together and play it. That'd be fun. Um... For the rest of the month, the only other big release, we've got um, Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is that like Breath of the Wild-ish Pokemon game coming to the Switch on the 28th. Um, hmm. I'm curious about it. I might wait for reviews. Because I feel like every time there's a game like this on a Nintendo console, it comes out and then people are like, yeah, this isn't really the Pokemon game that they thought it was going to be. So, we'll see. Uh, February 4th, we've got Dying Light 2 Stay Human. I think that's my most anticipated game of the yeah. year. I can see that. It's uh, supposedly got 500 hours worth of content in it, according to that's the That's too much content. <laughs> that's, that's if you do everything. Like, get every single ending and, like, collect every single collectible and everything. It, it will take you around 500 hours. Which is ridiculous. That's a lot of time. They like, said it was... It's, it's too long, in my opinion, because I think they said just to finish the story is like 80 hours. That's too much. I don't want to spend that long to finish a story. Unless it's a Mass Effect game, but none of those games are that long. But I could play Mass Effect for hundreds of hours straight. That's the fair. only thing I don't, that, that I'm not attracted to in the Dying Light thing is like the factions, like having to deal with like factions and that sort of decision making, because I never like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't like making the wrong decision, you know? Yep. Yep. So, but beyond that, I love the first Dying Light. It was probably one of my favorite games of last generation. I loved playing cooperatively. That was a a blast, but then you got ahead of me and we couldn't really play together anymore. And that was annoying. So I hope they figured out a way to get around that this time. You were too busy playing Destiny. So, anybody know if there's (sighs) cross play? That I don't know. Probably. Not looking like it, according to Wikipedia. Uh huh. Because I know, like, Gojo and Nick came to Dying Light way later than you guys. Like, they still play it now sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm curious if they would end up picking this one up or not. Nick, um, please report in if you hear this. What platform no do you want to play this on? That I, I haven't figured out yet. It's, I feel like, because, like, if I'm picking my most anticipated right now, it's Elden Ring and, and this. And, um... One of them I'm probably going to get on PS5, and one of them I'll get on PC, but I haven't decided which is which yet. Gotcha. Makes sense. It's also coming to Switch if you'd like to stream it. 
Yeah, no, I'm not interested. You in could that stream at all. it to your downstairs TV from the Switch. <laughs> um, Should we move on? Yeah, we can move on from there. Sifu's uh, on the eighth. Yes, 8th. Sifu is. Uh, it sounds pretty interesting. It's PlayStation console exclusive. Um, it looks because it? it says it's coming out for Windows. PlayStation console exclusive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. The way yeah. you phrase that, I'm stupid. Uh, these are the people that made the game Absolver. Back in 2017, I heard that was cool. I never played it myself. Uh, very curious to see how Sifu does. It's a fight. It, it's like a it's like a brawler game, from what I remember. It very just makes yeah, me but think it, it's beat like, up. It's a brawler that you can utilize the environment as well. Yeah. Like you can ba- you can smash someone's face against a wall, kind of thing. Like it's oh, not wow. just like punching people and doing flips and kicks and shit. Like there's more to it. Yeah. It looks like what they wanted, what Square Enix wanted the bouncer to be back in the day, but didn't end up being that. And then they just evolved that into Final Fantasy VII Remake. And, like, this Sifu is now, like, a, a better version of all of that. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Next up, after Sifu, there's something called Star Wars The Old Republic Legacy of the Sith. I guess there's a new expansion for The Old yes, Republic. Yes, there is. I didn't realize they were still making stuff for that. Yep. But that's cool. Oh, we skipped over uh, Crossfire X, which is a, uh, it's a um, free-to-play multiplayer game that's been out in, like, Asia for a long time, but Remedy is making a single-player campaign for it. Nice. And it's coming out here on the 10th of February, so. But only on Xbox One and Xbox Series X and S. Sure, yeah, yeah. That's not going to make me buy one. I don't know. I thought it was uh, like the Crossfire board game. Crossfire. <laughs> you get caught up in the Crossfire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Next up in February, February 18th is Horizon Forbidden West. Brian? Yeah, that's probably my most anticipated game for the next for this year. Um. Yeah, excited about that one. Yeah, so I, unlike you, enjoy all aspects of Horizon. <laughs> although s- I don't know if I could replay the first one, to be honest. That's the weird thing about it. I don't know if it's a replay thing or, you know, what it is. I do remember when I played the first game that I did not feel as though by the end of the game I fully understood how to be successful in the combat. Yeah, I so, did. But I it took a long time. It yeah. is a weird game, for sure. Starting from scratch on, on the second game, maybe I'll get back into it, and it'll be easier for me. But, uh, yeah, I will be picking it up, for sure. Um, There's, of course, Destiny 2 The Witch Queen, which had been previously delayed from late 2021 to February 22nd. I hate to say it, but possibly one of my most anticipated games as well. I really think they're going to knock it out of the park with this one. They've had extra time with the delay and everything. And I I just like where they're going with this one. Is there, is this their first big expansion without Activision involved? Um, no. The last one I think was without them. The Uh, new light? Beyond Beyond light? Yeah, beyond light. Whatever it is. I have to imagine that Beyond Light was being developed with Activision. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Anyway. Beyond Light's pretty good, but it's like they haven't had one as good as Forsaken since that dropped. And yeah. uh, 
I mean, that expansion was just fantastic. It's like the Taken King was for D1. Well, I hope for the Witch Queen, they've hired Michael Caine to reprise his role from The Last Witch Hunter starring Vin Diesel so he can say (laughs) The Witch Prison. (laughs) I just need Michael Caine to say The Witch Prison one more time. I like listening to him say anything. True, true. Uh, One week after Horizon, Elden Ring. (sighs) Yeah, this is... February is going to be a rough month. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's still time month. for literally any of these games to be delayed for like another six months. So <laughs> I hope not, but they've already been delayed previously, I think. It's um, close enough now. I feel like like I feel like Horizon's going to come out mm-hmm. for sure. And that the Destiny expansion, I mean, Elden Ring could get Elden Ring delayed. got delayed from, so they announced in June that it had a release date of January 21st, 2022. And then in October, it only got delayed a month. So I feel like it's, it's going to make it out, but, um, you know, who knows? Yeah. This sucks, man. Does anyone want to beat up kidney or something? I need to sell some stuff <laughs> to afford all these games. These it's like it's nice that the first thing coming out is on Game Pass, so I don't have yeah, to pay for that. That's but. true. That's true. Uh, and then in yeah. February, on this Wikipedia list that I'm going by, the 2022 in video games, there's some to be announced games for February, including Evil Dead the game, which uh, I'm still curious to know more about what that is. It sounds like it's kind of a uh, like a like a Left 4 Dead PvP ish situation. So. Uh, but there hasn't been a lot of detail. That's one that could they might announce that it's delayed to 2023 or something. So, uh, March March 4th, Gran Turismo 7. Also originally a 2021 game. Probably going to make this release date. Uh, I'm not I... going to play this because I don't want to like fail at the driver's license portion again. So, <laughs> I will definitely play this. That's good. Because there hasn't been a new Forza Motorsport game in years now, so I'm kind of itching have for you a more played realistic. Have Gran Turismo before, Brian? No, I'm no. very curious to hear your thoughts on it. Um, because I do still think there's. I mean, as somebody who never got deep into any of the mo- motorsport games, I feel as though there's still like a pretty big flavor difference between the two franchises. But I'm curious to see what your thoughts are. Gotcha. I never really and got into it, but I know it looks fantastic. Yeah, running at 4K and 60 frames on the PS5. It's also coming to PS4 for those who have not found a PS5 yet. But is there a free upgrade, or do they make you pay like fifty dollars to upgrade to PS5? I don't know what they ended up deciding on this one uh, because Horizon is one where you will get a free upgrade from ps4 to ps5 i don't know if that's the case i think they said there will be some cost after horizon so it might be like a ten dollar charge or something but i don't know so um after gran turismo also in march one day before my birthday we have tunic from nice the folks at fingy our our friends across the state from us uh, I can't call them friends. They probably don't remember who we are. But anyway, 
I spoke with Andrew Shuldis at uh, PAX 2020 before the world shut down about Tunic. And uh, <laughs> there's been a few demos that have come out on Steam since then. Um, but it's a timed exclusive on Xbox. Uh, we'll be coming to um, uh, Windows and OS X as well. So that's sweet. Uh, March 16th. Very excited for it. Zelda like a fox was the the phrase that was first thrown around when Tunic showed up. So pumped for that. Uh, yeah. John, yeah. Anything else on that, Brian? I am excited to try that one too. John, are you going to be picking up Stranger of Paradise colon Final Fantasy Origin? That's the thing, man. The more I think about it, like all the games that I want to play in February would set me up for the whole year. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like di- between Dying Light and like I do, like I I wish I had it in me to go back and like I need to finish Horizon. Like mm. I, I would like to play that game and finish it. Yeah. Um, and then between that, uh, b- between Forbidden West and Elden Ring, like it's just I don't need anything else beyond those three games for the whole year. But like I want to play Tunic, and I don't necessarily have a desire to play Strangers of Paradise. Stranger of Paradise, like I played the demo, it was all right. You know, I don't, if it's a multiplayer, like it might be interesting to try and play it with other people, but I'm not too sure about that. So I I don't know. Probably not. I probably won't pick it up. Yeah. March 18th for Stranger of Paradise. Uh, March 25th, you've got a new Kirby game coming to the Switch. This is Kirby and the Apocalypse, basically Kirby and the Forgotten Land. <laughs> uh, curious to see how that goes. Uh, literally the plot on, on Wikipedia, Kirby washes up in the beaches of a new post-apocalyptic world called the forgotten land. It sounds great. It looks like Kirby in that Seattle section of, uh, the last of us too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I hope he doesn't run into any clickers. (laughs) What ability does he get if he swallows, uh, a clicker? Uh, but anyway, yeah, Kirby game coming out on the 25th on the same day. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is coming out. That is the Borderlands game set in a fantastical universe. In a yeah. D&D type universe. I'll oh, admit I... I laughed a couple times at the trailer because there's one part where there's like a Cheeto that gets left on the board and someone has to like, the narrator picks it up and eats it and it removes the block from your way. <laughs> I think that's kind of funny. <laughs> But, you know, I don't know. I was shocked at how much it just looked like a Borderlands gun game. Still. I thought it was going to be like swords and bows and arrows. No, that's all they know how to make. Yeah. So. It's Borderlands. Yep. Um. Hopefully nobody talks to, uh, what's his name? Randy Pitchford for the press on this one. Or maybe they will, and it'll be entertaining. <laughs> um, yeah, TBA in March. We've got Grand Theft Auto Online and Five for PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X, as previously mentioned. But uh, the release schedule starts thinning out a bit. April eighth, we've got the Advance Wars One and Two reboot camp for Switch. I will probably be picking that up because I never played those games on the Advance. I would like to. Yeah, if I ever get a Switch again, I'll pick that up. I've never played any of those games, but they sound like something I would like. Yeah. Uh, Sons of the Forest is coming on May 20th. That's the sequel to The Forest that I think was revealed 
relatively recently. I can't remember. Um, any interest in that from you guys who have played The Forest? Absolutely. I would add that to my short list of most anticipated games for the year. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Forspoken is that uh, game from Square Enix. John, you brought this up? Yeah, I'm interested to see more about this before I actually like hit go on it. Um, yeah. Because it does seem cool. I just I think I mentioned last time we talked about it, the cutscenes look really kind of cheap compared to the rest of the game, but it looked like it was blending fantastical elements with like stealth gameplay and like elemental like you know abilities versus like elemental enemies of sorts. So it looked like it had some cool strategy to it. Um, but I'm not really sure what else to expect. It, I think I just need to see more about it, which I I bet you it gets delayed. <laughs> like I bet that's one that gets pushed off. So we'll, we'll yeah, see. this was originally announced as Project Athia at the PlayStation Five reveal, I believe. Yeah. Um, and it looks like they have some, uh, Janina Gavankar of, uh, she was in the Battlefront 2 campaign. She's been in a bunch of movies and TV since then too. Um, looks like she's in this game and, uh, game was written by Gary Whitta, writer of, uh, Rogue One, I think. Yeah. Rogue One, the Star Wars movie. And then Amy Hennig, who's known for her work on the Uncharted series. Uh, so it could be a pretty solid story at least. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, that's it for the middle chunk. Let's see. There's the saints row reboot coming August 23rd. I don't know that I care enough, but I I could be persuaded, I guess. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. I've enjoyed those games quite a bit. Nice. Um, scorn, to be announced for October. This is the game that I think had a bunch of HR Geiger uh like artwork on one of the Xbox oh, reveals. Yeah, yeah. That looked that looked cool. Um and then November eleventh, Starfield coming from Bethesda Game Studios to the Xbox family of consoles and PC. I am super, super excited for this game. I don't know if I can put it on my most anticipated for this year, because let's face it, it's not coming out this year. <laughs> I think it'll come out. I, I don't think it'll, think come, it'll out. come out. I think it'll be like January or February. For some reason, I think it's going to make it. Um, I'm not putting it on my list, because I don't think Bethesda makes video games for me anymore. I don't want to build Just because a, of... I don't want to build a moon base, you know? Fallout 4. I want to play a story. Is that part of that? Base building on the moon? I have no idea. It probably is. Fuck me. I'm out. <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping that you get a ship that you get to customize. That would be up my alley. I've played that. It's called No Man's Sky. <laughs> I you can't like really... You don't really get to customize the ships. Yeah, no. You, you can, but not really, really do now. You can buy a frigate and like add rooms to it and get different. It's crazy. It's nuts. I also don't didn't want to do it there though, you know. It does get so, a little intense after a while. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'll like it. I'm gonna. I'll have it for Game Pass. I'll give it a try. But uh, I don't have any faith anymore in Bethesda for me. Yeah. Well, as everybody knows, Zach pointed out that we skipped. Uh, it's the not day on before. the list, so we can't have skipped it necessarily. Skipped what? Supposedly it's coming out this year. Uh, what? The, the day before that game. 
Uh, it might just not be on this list yet. It's not on the list, but it, they, it, they did announce some kind of release date, which I don't... That game looks... It looked too good from all the previews that I've seen, and they're probably going to delay it. <laughs> uh, final, Finally, on the dated games, uh, December 8th, Stalker 2. Did that just get delayed, though? Yes. Uh, yeah, delayed until December. Yep, so that should be the right date. December uh, 8th is currently where Stalker 2 is going to come out. There's a lot of people that don't think that's going to happen either. Why is it called Stalker 2? Shouldn't it be like <laughs> Stalker 5? There's been a way more than one Stalker game. Yeah, but only one of them was made by GSC Game World, I believe. Oh. Is my understanding... Stalker 2, no, that's not true. Stalker 2, Shadow of Chernobyl, which is the first game. There was Stalker Clear Sky and Stalker Call of Pripyat. But I think this is the first direct sequel to one of the previous games in the series. That's my understanding. Gotcha. Um, yeah. No, I'm curious about it. I never played, I haven't really watched any of the Stalker games either. But I am curious about it. I was going to look up the day before. I do remember Zach watching that, uh, or sending us that release date, or that trailer. Yeah, June 21st. I'm still curious about it. I don't know if... Um, if it's Division with Zombies, I'm in. Like, that's... I'm into that, 100%. Yeah. Especially if it's, like, Division with Zombies with Perpetual Dark Zone kind of shit, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that 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 demo, the slice of gameplay or whatever that they released was really interesting. So, um, all right, and there's a bunch of like unreleased schedule games that are listed at the bottom of this article. I've picked out a few that I know I care about. I don't know if you guys are able to kind of skim through it. I can talk through some of the ones that I know are on there. Um, I mean, the new stuff. Plague Tale looks cool. Yeah, I still need to play the first one. Uh, the Dark Pictures Anthology, The Devil in Me. I think we're Ooh, all excited yeah. for that. Yep. Slated for next year. The Dead Space remake, still slated for next year. As next of right year now. or this year? This year, sorry. I'm calling four. it next year, but... Um, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis is that mobile game that's supposed to have stuff from all of the Final Fantasy VII like, extended story that ended up coming out. Like, before Crisis and Crisis Core and yeah, Advent Children and Dirge of Cerberus. So I'm curious what they're gonna do with that as a mobile game, but I don't know that it's gonna be any good. Yeah. Ghostwire Tokyo looks cool. Ghostwire Tokyo, I'm interested in. Uh, that's the that's from the Evil Within team, I think. Hmm. Okay. Let me double check that. Oh, I forgot about Dune Spice Wars, the Dune 4X game that's supposed to be coming out. I'm interested in that as well. Uh, go, uh, God of War Ragnarok, if it does indeed see the light of day in 2021, I'd be very excited for that. Dune Spice Hell Wars yeah. just sounds like you're saying Space Wars with, like, an Australian accent. Spice, Spice Wars. Wars. Dune Spice Wars. Bloomin' Onion. <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> uh, Breath of the Wild sequel, if that sees the light of day in 2021. No, I don't know. Did, did they confirm that? I can't remember if they I, did or not. I don't know, man. I don't think they confirmed or denied anything about it. 
Uh, I think they said we would learn more about it soon, but I think they've been saying that for a decade now. So, um, Breath of the Wild sequel, yeah, Marvel's Midnight Suns is that uh, game from the XCOM team. Oh yeah, the Marvel stuff. I'm curious about it. Don't know if it'll be my type of thing or not. Um, there's also a Mario and Rabbids game sequel coming. Yeah, uh, Sparks of Hope. That should be pretty sweet. Uh, the Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake, which was like gonna be released last year, and then they delayed it to Oblivion. So I'm curious if they're gonna actually go and make it look good or actually remake it. Um, but yeah, I Red, Redfall looked cool too. That was the that's the Arcane Studios one. That's like a Left for Dead ish. Left for Deadish vampire game. Yeah, yeah. So the there are rumors that it will probably get delayed. From what I was hearing on uh, from Jeff Grubb on Grub wouldn't Snacks, be, wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um. So that's yeah. Uh, Splatoon three might be out this year. I would be pumped to pick up some more Splatoon. Uh, Suicide Squad yes. Kill the Justice League is the new game from Rocksteady, who haven't put out a game since Batman Arkham Knight on the PlayStation 4. Um, so I'm excited to see what they do with that. And from then, the uh, preview, it looked cool, but I don't really, f- like, who, like, nobody wants, who wants Suicide Squad? Again, like, nobody cares about DC except Batman and Superman. I liked the Suicide Squad movie that came out. And yeah, it I'd was good, to- but who asked for it? Nobody. Fair enough. Correct. Uh, and then finally, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge is oh, slated to Oh, don't forget come out Stray. Stray looked really cool where you play as a cat. Stray was the cat game. I think it was an Annapurna published yep, game. it is Annapurna. Yeah. Uh, that looks Amazing. cool. But yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, I feel like, is one where like we're going to need a team of four. I feel like Willie's probably already found a way to pre-order it somehow. But, um, right. <laughs> That'd be fun to like hook up the projector in his garage and play through on uh, on Switch. I think Switch and PC is what it's currently slated for. So, don't forget the System Shock remakes up here too. Yeah, that's never coming mm, out. Yeah, I, I'm kind of <laughs> the demo works fantastic. Like it's great. I don't understand why they haven't been able to release that yet. Just to make you upset. Um, there's a yeah, there's a lot of interesting things on here. I spotted a flashback too which I did not realize was in development. That game did technically have a sequel, but it was a 3D game um, back in the day. But I would love a new side-scrolling flashback game. That'd be cool. Uh, Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake is on here. I'd really like to play that. Yeah, I mentioned that one. Uh, Yeah. I'm just saying I would like to play it, okay? (laughs) That's fine. Good. Mention that when you mentioned it the first time. Yeah, that would have been good. Oh, Hogwarts Legacy is another one to watch out for too. Uh, yeah, that's that, that that's a fancy ass Harry Potter like MMO. Nice. I think it's an MMO. I don't really know. It doesn't really say. Uh, action role playing single player game. Not an MMO at all. <laughs> oh, where does it say single player? Uh, in the in the wiki, yeah, in the Wikipedia oh, article okay. in the box, but it's it could, a massively it could also be single wrong. player game. Uh, yeah I was gonna look here on the Legend of Zelda sequel if they had anything listed yeah nothing 
Disclose in February 2021, Zelda series producer A.G. Aonuma stated that the developers would disclose further information regarding the game later in the year. In subsequent E3 2021, Nintendo Direct Nintendo debuted a trailer revealing that the gameplay story and a 2022 release. So maybe we'll see. But yeah, I don't know. There's uh, there's still some stuff that's slated for for soon. Uh, did you guys hear about the multiverses game? No. Everybody's making their own uh making their own Smash Brothers now. That Nickelodeon one came out recently, but this is oh, one yeah, yeah. coming from Warner Brothers where you can play as Finn or Jake from Adventure Time, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn, Arya of Stark, Arya Stark from Game of Thrones, Bugs Bunny from Looney Tunes, Shaggy from Scooby Doo, <laughs> Steven Universe and Garnet from Steven Universe, Tom and Jerry, and then there's an original character called Rain Dog. Okay, but I can't play as any of the Animaniacs. I they gotta be coming. I mean, you know, why isn't like this? Should because just be if the... I can't play as an, if I can't play as any of the Animaniacs, then there isn't like a giant like wooden mallet or like a pack of baloney or like some other bullshit like that they can throw out at you as an enemy. Like, see, but here's the it. thing. Like, yeah, so these are the first twelve characters, but there's going to be they're probably going to announce some more before it comes out, and then I'm sure they're going to continue to make characters after the game comes out if it's successful. Like. But why they don't have, like, everybody that was in the fucking uh, Space Jam 2 trailer, you know? Like, uh, Malcolm McDowell from A Clockwork Orange should probably be in this game. I'm also just wondering, like, why would they put Shaggy in the game? He's fucking useless. Because like, there's meme. no way he would be able to fight. Did you miss the Shaggy meme? Apparently, yes. Sh- shaggy meme. All right. Yeah, so there's like this dumb, stupid meme about Shaggy being more powerful than Goku from Dragon Ball Z, and oh, so okay. it literally manifested a video game out of a meme. Like, if you're playing as Tom, like Tom, or is it Tom or Jerry, or you get to play? I as, think it's they're, both. They're like a combined character. I think they're a combined character, like, like a tag the team ice climbers, style. yeah, or something. That would like be that. cool. Yep. Uh, yeah. No, like, like. You know what? I'm okay with the Shaggy thing because it gives Matthew Lillard money, and I like Matthew Lillard, and he can have all the money he wants. And p- what about like Pinky and the Brain? Like the entire cast of Animaniacs should be characters in this. They're ripe for the picking. I mean, it might just be who we are, but like the fact, like you know, m- maybe we're not the target audience here because we don't watch Adventure Time or Steven Universe. <laughs> But, like, there's so many other characters that they could have in this thing that would be more fun and interesting, in my opinion. So, I don't know. Neo? Why isn't Neo in this game? Why isn't the whole cast of the Matrix in this game? Because they already put Keanu Reeves in Fortnite, that's why. (laughs) That's John Wick, though, isn't it? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) John Wick, modern Neo, they look exactly the same and dress exactly the same. What's the fucking difference? (laughs) No, it would be it would be Neo from the Matrix movie that people actually liked back <laughs> in the day. It's... No, he he can only play as Thomas Anderson. That's Tom- it. <laughs> yeah, and you're Agent Tom- Smith. You're That's Thomas it. Anderson with with his mouth glued shut and no belly button or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. When he's got the bug in him, mm-hmm. the tracker. <laughs> he he throws red pills at characters and then they become neo Nazis. <laughs> Hmm. Anyway, I think that means it's time for us to be done. 
Uh, yeah, anyways, let us know what your most anticipated games are. And uh, if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGamers.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe as low as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K, Tom Z, Chris K, and Alan K for the contributions. One of the perks to joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we saw that we call side quests. And we're going to talk about Mountain Dew Spark, which is the best Mountain Dew ever. Also, if you spend five bucks, you get access to our private Discord server where you can talk to all the hosts on the network about whatever you, read, you want. You can read our predictions for the Fallout TV show. Yeah, which yeah. are really funny and probably extremely accurate. Yeah. Um, or maybe better always, than the show. I don't know. It it is better. We are more entertaining, like than I think most. I think we're I think we're pretty funny. I'm I just gonna leave so it too. at that. As always, we do appreciate feedback, which you can send to MidwestGamers at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch, as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. If you join the Discord, you can just talk to us directly instead of emailing us, and uh, we may mention how awesome you are on the air. So think about it. I might even offer to ship you a PlayStation 5 if yeah. you can't find one. That's- you have to if pay for it. If you can't find it. one, we'll find one for you. Mm-hmm. We'll find one for you. You have to trust me about it, but, you know... I'm pretty trustworthy, I think. I think you are. I have lots of testimonials for other people that I've bought shit for. So yeah, for sure. I have referral anyway. Anyways, next time, Rainbow Six Extraction. That's what we're going to do. We're going to play that. We should we should book a night to actually like put put some hours in that. I agree. Oh, yeah. I agree. I'll be good most nights after 7, so just keep that in mind. Can we do like a can we do like a Saturday? Can we do I can sa- do, this? I can make Saturdays work next yeah. week. Uh, yeah, I can probably do that because I'm thinking maybe not the night of, right? Because if you want to do Saturday during the day, we can hit it from about noon thirty until about three, and then Saturday evening from seven and on, I can do whatever. Okay, so All right. just something we'll to consider. If we wanted to try it out early in the day, and then whoever can make it later in the evening, maybe we do that. I don't know. It's three player, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. We'll figure it out. So, anyways, check back in two weeks for that. Check back next week for the side quest, and we will see you guys next time. Peace. <laughs>